0: The game is over when the final buzzer sounds. The analysis ends when you say it does. This is Overtime Open Line. Interviews, analysis, and your opinion. Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. And now, the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio.
1: 630 Chad. Nurse reloading. McDavid breaks around Petrangelo to the net for the win! Score! Connor McDavid high glove on Aiden Hill, and Edmonton prevails. Four, three in overtime. That's the minute 17 into the shift. The
2: captain blazing in and toppling the Golden Knights tonight at Rogers Place. 4-3, the Oilers take it in overtime. McDavid from Nurse and Dreisaitl during the three-on-three session. So the Oilers bump their record up to 10-8. Vegas, a rare night on the road. They don't get the win. They're 8-1-1 away from home, 14-4-1 on the season. Thanks a lot for joining us. It's 10-59. We're live in Studio 99 along with Rob Brown. I'm Reed Wilkins for Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Really fun game tonight, Rob. A lot of skilled players doing their thing. Some great saves by goaltenders. Some good body checks. Enough mistakes to keep the game a little unpredictable and create some scoring chances, but in the end... The biggest of the big guys gets it done for Edmonton.
3: Well, it was a matter of time. He was all around the net throughout the night. Had a number of grade-A scoring chances. And, and what I liked on that play is Vegas had kind of bottled up their defensive zone. They weren't chasing. There wasn't a lot of space in there for Connor and Leon and Darnell to move around. So Darnell Nurse just took the puck all the way out in the neutral zone, which it opens up space. And then Connor comes out. He picks up speed darnell realizes and then it's a foot race and there's no one that's going to be able to p- go uh, toe-to-toe with connor in a foot race so darnell nurse by just bringing the puck out in the neutral zone open space created an opportunity for for connor to get into a to a race with Angelo, and that's one that he'll win every single time and a uh, great finish on the play and an exciting finish to a fantastic hockey game that both team stars were very good. Stone was excellent for Vegas. Uh, to me, the difference in this hockey game was Stuart Skinner in net for for the Oilers. He outplayed his counterpart in the opposite end, and the the coaching staff went with uh, the hot hand and Stuart Skinner, and he it paid dividends as they got the extra point because of it.
2: Yeah, another solid night from Skinner. He stops 31 out of 34 to get the victory. He's the fourth star tonight for Jandell Holmes, Alberta's premier modular home retailer. McDavid, the first start; Nuge, the second start, with three assists. And Stone scored on a penalty shot, scored in the third. He had two goals. He's the third star tonight. But, yeah, Skinner has been a huge story this season. You know, coming into tonight, top five in save percentage uh, among the goalies who have played enough to qualify for the stat. Because you'll have the odd guy who has, you yeah. know, a thousand, but he's only played ten minutes or whatever. Uh, and I thought came like the first the first 10 minutes of the second period really until dry scored i thought the golden knights were much better mm-hmm. than edmonton and, and i know he eventually got beat in the third period but there were some solid saves along the way in the third didn't have to face a puck uh, in overtime but he just looks extremely calm and extremely steady you never get the sense oh well skinner oh he looks off he doesn't know where the
3: puck is he's not tracking his his rebounds he's just so in control it's just quality start after quality start for him. And he gives them the big save at big moments. Uh, Jack Eichel, who I thought actually got better as the game went on for the Vegas Gold Knights, had two or three great looks. And a couple times you think, okay, this is this has gotten by Skinner, but Skinner just, it, it, he made it look much easier than they were because they were absolute bullets off the stick of Jack Eichel that Skinner just stood, faced the shot, and didn't seem to have to use a lot of movement to make the save just because he was in great position. So, uh, Stuart Skinner, each time he, he has a moment like this, playing against the best team in the Western Conference, uh, game, big games on the road, tr- last road trip, each time he's had a big moment to go out and prove himself, he has, and that's good for for his confidence and certainly good for the team's confidence, knowing that they've got this young kid coming up that is, doesn't seem to shrink in, in important games. Instead, he gets bigger.
2: Oilers win at 4-3 in overtime. First overtime game of the season for the Oilers they were the last uh, team in the NHL to play an overtime game so they finally which is get odd session
3: when you look a at the of number games. of yeah. one, one goal games the Oilers have had this year uh, but finally well it's funny I saw two overtime games and I watched the Montreal one earlier which may have been the most boring overtime game I've ever seen <laughs> I don't even know if there was a shot in the, the overtime it was so bad and then I got to see the excitement and where Vegas messed up in this game is they had control of the puck and they tried forcing a play in the offensive zone. As soon as they did that, the others took control of the puck and Vegas never touched it again. Yeah, a
2: Nurse, uh, I can't remember who he kind of rubbed out in the corner I think it was Riley's. Puck, puck came free behind the net and then McDavid just went and won the race and then they set up and, and, and went to work. And like you said, they they actually took the puck out Nurse realized, okay, I might not have what I want here and, and, and McDavid kind of winds around and able to pick it up at the blue line and steam in for that goal. I, I thought like, like I said, it, it was a fun game to watch. A lot of good plays by good players. I, I, I mean, you know, we talked about Kessel. I mean, he's just hes one of those guys all of a sudden he gets the puck and it seems like they got a chance. But there was also, there, there were a lot of mistakes both ways. Yep. We, we know the Oilers have kind of been plagued by turnovers uh, this year. They had trouble at times. And I thought Vegas, um, maybe more for them in the neutral zone in their own end but where you thought they're advancing the puck and then you know, the third period they flat out made a couple of blind passes that, that turned into opportunities and I mean when that one where Janmark hit the post that was off a of turnover they just threw it up the middle in the neutral zone and the Oilers came back the well, other
3: way and the power play goal too it's a race to the, the boards Riley Smith all he has to do is poke the puck past I'm not sure if it was Barry or whoever. Barry kept it Barry in. kept yep. it in he pokes it past Barry it's a partial breakaway instead he kind of stops and goes to lift up the stick instead and all of a sudden it's a two-on-one with McDavid and Hyman. Plays like that are just so uncharacteristic uncharacter- of, a, of a veteran team. Uh, to me, I still think it looked as though the puck was off tonight because both teams were making, pucks seem to be bouncing all over the place for them. Uh, Sometimes mistakes are made or created by a team that forechecks well, and it's not just even the forecheck at that moment. If they had forechecked earlier and kept pressuring, pressuring, all of a sudden in the back of your head, you're like, "Okay, God, next time I get the puck, I had to move it quick," and then you make mistakes. Um, makes it interesting. It's much more fun when their mistakes are made because that's usually when the best scoring chances well, uh, happen. Uh, but yeah, both teams did make mistakes. It was an entertaining. Game. This is one of those games that, at the end of the night. Both teams could have said, I deserve to win. Right. And and that's how good a game, how close a game this one was. It goes into overtime. If it goes the other way, you're thinking, well, Vegas probably deserved that extra point. Both teams played well tonight. Uh, But it was a good test for the Oilers. And they got two points in in a big home game before they go away on a pretty... Uh, tough road trip here going into New York. I, I also think it's the type of game where both coaches
2: are going to have a lot of tape yep. because oh, there's yeah. a lot of positive tape. Yep. I, I mean, the Oilers did do a lot of things well tonight. They, mm-hmm. I, I thought the, the, you know they forechecked probably as if not as close to as well as they have. Maybe is their one of their best games for keeping the puck in the offensive zone. Uh, you know, a couple of newer guys uh, had an impact. We'll talk more about Cleve Costin as we go along. I thought he had another game. Uh, you know, Vegas clearly is a team. I mean, they're, they're depth guys, and that was their advantage coming in. Some of their depth guys were really good in the offensive zone. Um, but, yeah, probably. So the coaches will have a lot of, like Todd McClellan used to say, a lot of instances where you sometimes you got to catch them doing it right, but probably a lot of tape for both teams too <laughs> where you say, like, well, if if we cut out these half dozen mistakes we're winning in regulation you know we're getting two points without worrying about overtime and both teams are and saying both that. teams are well, saying yes that, yeah. there,
3: there were there were huge mistakes that uh, I don't I, I'd say it's early in the season but we are getting close to the 20 game but there's still those mistakes first time playing against each other sometimes you forget when you're playing against the others it, it's hard to believe but sometimes you forget how fast and how strong a Connor or a Leon are when you're trying you think you got all the time in the world to make a play and all of a sudden they're there um, but to me, it was it was entertaining and the Edmonton Oilers got the better goaltending because the stars from both teams were good. Yep. Stone was excellent. Michael got better as it went on. The star defenseman of the the Vegas Golden Knights, very good. Uh, it was just one of those where whoever had last shot in the, the game and capitalized was the team that's going to win. And fortunately for the Oilers, they had last shot and they had the puck on the stick of the right guy.
2: Yeah, 4-3 the Oilers take it in overtime so their record 10 and 8. They'd lost their three previous home games. They're now 5 and 6 on uh, home ice, much better road record. They're 5 and 2 away from home. Okay. Here is Oilers head coach Jay Woodcroft.
4: It's a really good team coming in. you feel like you can build off something like this? Oh, well, for sure. I mean, you can see why they're the top team in the Pacific Division, one of the best teams in, in the National Hockey League, and why they're at the metrics they're at and everything like that. But I thought it was a competitive game. I thought we started the way we wanted to start. Um, it didn't go perfect. It wasn't always pretty and nice out there, but we found a way to win against a really good team. And that's, we talked about a building block. Yeah, uh, it's a real building block. We're going to enjoy this game. We're going to travel right and we're going to get prepared to take on another elite team, a team that's won 12 in a row. And um, when you can uh, beat a team like Vegas like we did tonight, for sure it's a, a starting point or a building block, especially going in on this important road trip.
0: That line uh, McLeod and Costin and the
4: RV was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought, uh, well, they're big, right? They're all, all three large human beings that... Um, you know, we've tasked with trying to play some heavy hockey, um, you know, possessing the puck in the offensive zone, grinding teams down. Um, you know, uh, you know. I, I thought they did a few things. They drew a penalty. They um, they had numerous scoring chances. I thought they gave us good minutes and I uh, was quite pleased with, with that line. And at the end
1: of the Florida trip, you
4: talked about playing. How much better you guys have played on the road? I would say even the game that we played against L.A., it wasn't perfect or it would not, but we, we lost the 2-1 hockey game on, on home ice. Uh, we had the opportunity to win that game. I think our team has really tightened up here over the last little while. Um, Especially on the on the penalty kill, on our five-on-five five goals against, what we're giving up. Uh, we're not perfect, but we're building. And uh, I think any time you lose two top-nine forwards the way we did uh, five games ago, when, uh four or five games ago, when when. Um, Yamal went down. You have to ask people to step up, and uh, we've had that. And some of them have been surprises. I like expect that uh, talked about uh, costume but how about the game Janmark played tonight? I thought he was excellent. Uh, he's really skating. He's giving us a dimension, and um, so that's the almost the you know the the side benefit of when you don't have a full lineup is that it allows other people to step up, and uh, we're finding. Uh, some players who really want more So did you like kind of Skinner's battle level tonight? Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, I mean it it wasn't an easy game for him to play as well Um, You know, I think yeah, I was, it was nice to see him get a win at home. I, Dustin Schwartz and I were talking about that this morning, and Jim had asked the question about how, you know, there's you know, almost the statistics were an anomaly for not uh, having more wins. Uh, so for him to find a way to uh, win at home, which was his first win at home, I believe here, um, I was happy for him. And in the end, uh, if he keeps playing the way he is, he gives us a chance to win every night and uh, he made uh, the, the right saves at the right time. You know, he had a good day today, so we're just taking it one day at a time with him. He skated, he looks better, he's feeling better. Uh, we're going to take it one day at a time. So whether that's if he comes with us or he meets us out there, we'll see. And Stu's playing the first game of the road. Yeah. We'll see, I haven't even had time to digest this one. <laughs> You're just talking about how well he's playing. Well, he, so he is I just playing, yeah, he is playing. Yeah, he's playing really well and uh, I'm happy for him. I'm excited to go watch him on after hours.
2: All right, that is Jay Woodcroft, head coach of the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, Stuart Skinner's on after hours (laughs) in Canada right now as uh, he backstops the Oilers to a 4-3 overtime win over the Golden Knights. 31 saves for Skinner. McDavid gets the overtime winner. Okay, so let's talk about, not to throw a shadow on on the victory, but to completely talk about everything, some of the Oilers' mistakes tonight. Here's here's three I'm going to point out. Okay. Partial breakaway 15 seconds into the (laughs) game. Not a good start. Uh... Before the Stones penalty shot, he was—he had a breakaway. Yes. Obviously, was Murray fouled him from behind. See, by my count, that's the fourth time this season there's been a breakaway either off a bad line change or the or the back defenseman not realizing there's a guy behind him, Come, wh- whichever one it was yep. on that play. And then maybe not quite—I uh, mean, Dejan Hopkins and Drysdale were trying to work the puck up the wall and they couldn't quite get it out, and that led to Stones' tying goal. I, I don't know if that was not quite as egregious
3: but that was a great play by the defenseman because he had to keep the puck in with his hand over the blue line he actually stepped forward yeah that was a really nice play by him um it's one of those if leon goes off the boards and out fogel's gone like he was well behind the fence he's probably got a breakaway uh a a great play by so to me that's more of a good play Uh, there was. There, there were some breakdowns, and there were some details that need, still need to be fixed, and it's the same things that we're seeing in all the games. So it wasn't like tonight, it was an aberration. And that's why yes. it's
2: concerning, because like, it's some of the same things over and well,
3: over Well, I, I mean, Evan Bouchard, three times today, throwing the puck in his own zone, gave it away, and then gets beat flat-footed. I mean, that was a wonderful play by Cody Ceci, coming across. Oh, the shot
2: block in the, the third. You yeah. know,
3: when he came across after Evan got beat going wide again. So there's, there's some concerns, too, with the defensive aspect in Evans' game right now, because it's not working offensively for him. He's, he's on pace for, I think, 23 assists on the season, no goals. Um, and that, But the, the the line change, that's that's an easy fix, but it's something that hasn't been fixed and hasn't been addressed. And the getting caught up the middle on breakaways where the defensemen are too wide, again, an easy fix because you'll show it on video, but for some reason the others get lulled to the outside and the opposition teams, know that and they're looking for that and until the Oilers fix it every time the team comes against the Edmonton Oilers are going to say hey sometime during the game you get the puck with some time look boards and then fire it up the middle and teams are going to try and cheat on that more and more.
2: Oilers win 4-3 in overtime. Our quick change this evening for Jiffy Lube keeping you moving to and from the game. Visit your local Jiffy Lube today. Matthias Janmark gets moved up to play with McDavid and Hyman he plays 17:44, has a shot on goal tonight credited with uh, a hit as well, nearly scored in the third period. I mean, that would have made it 4-2, probably would have put it away.
3: In, in all honesty, Connor McDavid thought it was going in and put his, started to put his hands up. Mm-hmm. If he hadn't done that, he actually would have had a wide open net to put the puck in. But his hands were halfway up there because it looked like the puck was going in. At that point, I'm thinking okay, if Vegas comes back and wins this game, there was two incredible saves that Hill made late in the hockey game to keep them in it. That was one of them. But I do, I do believe Yanmark played well. It didn't seem... Uh, intimidated playing with Connor McDavid and a lot of players are when you play with a superstar you, you get a little nervous out there I thought he played his game I thought he looked comfortable out there and had a couple really really good plays not being one of them that uh, was inches from being a big goal for the Oilers all right so it is Douglas
2: getting the $50 River Cree resort and Casino gift card excitement bet on it he took the under Inspired by our friend Bob Stoffer, who's just a few feet away from us here in Studio 99. Bob said Janmark would score. He guaranteed it. So the line was .5. Goals for Janmark, over or under. So could Bob during the next stop. But, you know, because we are kind of sit behind Bob where we watched the game. He turned <laughs> around and kind of was like, oh, man, so close. So uh, it is under for Janmark, so he continues to look for his first goal as a member of the Edmonton Oilers. Okay, you can get us at seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We will go to Scott. On the hotline, Scott. Thanks a lot for calling. Go ahead.
1: Hey, no, I'm just uh, I'm just over here in Vancouver or whatever, so I only get to see some of the games. But uh, just wanted to say that I, I thought that was a great game. Really fast-paced. Two good teams out there. Skinner. What can I say? He would uh, he played his lights out there. Saved that uh, that game for him, I think. And you know, I just I I was just really really excited with that game. Uh, they looked good. It was fast. Really good game to watch. And uh, especially for a Saturday night.
2: Well, it was a good game, I agree, and, and certainly we talked about Skinner, and, and that, that second period, Rob, so they, they, they're not great early. Mm-hmm. They give up the goal on the penalty shot, and then they took a penalty. Don't forget. Yep. I, I, and I, Kessel, that's the one chance I wrote down. Kessel basically had a breakaway through the Oilers' uh, penalty kill and, and got a backhand away, and Skinner made the stop, and they had some other chances. I mean, it, it easily could have been a 3-1 or even 4-1 game you know halfway through the game yep and and skinner i i I thought because you know it's moments in games i thought that's not nothing against how he played in other parts of the game but i thought that was when he really held the fort was the first 10 minutes of the second
3: well the thing that we've learned through is it 18 games now on the season for the Oilers that we've learned through 18 games is the Oilers offensive players are good enough to keep them in every game they're good enough to win games they're going to score goals their power play is great and we've also learned that they have a lot of defensive mistakes. They give up grade A scoring chances, whether it's bad changes, defenseman misreads, uh, taking silly penalties, so they do. So what what the Oilers need to be victorious is they need goaltenders to make big saves at big moments. And the the Oilers are not a good enough team now to blow teams out. So it's not like the Oilers, tonight it's gonna be a 5-1 game, You know at our goalie, we really don't need him because we're going to score enough goals. They're good enough to be in every game, but to win games, they need their goaltenders to make those saves. And Skinner did that tonight. At moments where the game could get away from them, Skinner came up with a couple big saves. It allowed their Oilers, again, to score. Leon scores, all of a sudden the game starts going the other direction. But a couple big saves by Skinner, allowed when Leon scored that goal to be a tying goal, not a goal to make it 4-2. So that was big on Stuart Skinner in that second period. All right,
5: let's go down to the dressing room. Here's Skinner. Finished it off, but took a real team effort to be Victorians tonight, including you and Nat. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I thought it took everybody tonight. I thought we played really well, especially right off the start. I thought we were rolling offensively uh, really well um you kind of see that in the first you you can see that through the whole period and uh after Connor scored that goal I, he uh him and I got a hug and I was just thankful I was just thanking him for doing that and I mean he's that was a great goal and uh happy to get the win so what what is it like having him on your team uh i mean what can you say is best player in the world for a reason and uh so uh, like having him he's just such a threat offensively he's uh he's i mean he's just one of the best players i mean what else can you say what's the difference between a shootout and a penalty shot in game <clears throat> uh to be honest just the timing of it um besides that it's pretty well the same um obviously it was a uh, tough timing i mean second period uh right off the bat i think it was fairly early and um that's my bad, and next time I'll have it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: First
5: he's ever had. I wouldn't okay. say it was your fault <laughs> or anything. Sorry? <laughs> First penalty shot Stone's ever had. Oh, really? <laughs> All career. I, I mean, it was a good move. Yeah, yeah, it was a good one. He, uh, I think he lifted it up two inches off the ice and I uh, just wasn't quick enough to get down there. I mean, he's got a bullet and he scored two tonight. He scored a, His second one was a great shot too. Um, now, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just going to learn from those and move on.
4: You're still relatively new at doing this at this level and it's gone well for you this year. How much do each of these little victories just kind of help piece the, the big picture together for you confidence wise?
5: Yeah, I think it's huge. I mean, uh, obviously we're I'm learning that it's really hard to win in this league and um, being able to get this one, especially against a team that's as hot as Vegas. I mean, it's feels great, uh, feels good for the confidence and uh, we just got to kind of roll off this. And I thought uh, the way we played, we just got to keep on playing that way. And I think we'll uh, we'll have some su- success.
1: So just to follow up on, I think you talked about how important wins are if you matter more than anything else so that's why you're in this game. To,
5: to actually get this result after together some good results personally, but not getting wins. How does that, how does that feel tonight? I mean, it's big. Uh, I mean, the win, uh, getting the win in the game is the most important thing, right? Um, that's how you get into the playoffs. That's how you get to win the Stanley Cup. So that's uh, obviously our objective, and being able to do that as much as we can is um, the, the big thing for, for every team. All right, that is Stuart Skinner
2: winning goaltender tonight. The Oilers get by the Golden Knights 4-3 in Overtime. You will also hear from Nugent Hopkins, from McDavid, if you're on the phone line, 780-496-0063. We will get to you. We're live in Studio 99, Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford
2: Overtime
0: Open Line. Here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.
1: And now it's Brett Howden who shoots into a crowd that was blocked. This line narrowly missed, making a 3-1 earlier, and Howden got punished by Clem Costin, who is a physical guy. I mean, he's 6'3", 215. Big body out there that the Oilers picked up in the Sam Rukov trade. Here's Costin trying to center, and he got denied as he tried for pool yard. right, well, that's our crunch of the game for
2: Cougar Payton Collision, our family helping your family for 40 years and counting Clem Costin delivering the hit tonight. I mean, you, you, you notice him. He had a couple of scoring chances. I mean, yep. sure, you hope he finishes a few along the way, but if if he can keep coming to the rink thinking, okay, I'm going to put somebody into the second row tonight, then that's if that's part of his identity as a player, the Oilers will take that.
3: Well, if, if it wasn't before, it certainly should be now because there's a role on the Edmonton Oilers for a player that can do that um, and a willingness to do it. And there's a lot of players that want to go out there and be physically punishing but they don't have the body to do it or the physical strength to do it this kid does at that size and he's the way he skates and he's just stocky out there and when he hits people it hurts and the one that we just heard that was actually the player was trying to hit him and he just reversed hit him and just sent him flying so Uh, There is a role here for a player like that. Now, maybe some of the players are a little higher up in the lineup because of the injuries, but if a Yanmark and a Koston can play together on a third line with a McLeod when everyone gets healthy, all of a sudden you have that third line that can be physical. They can keep plays going in the offensive zone. They can punish the opposition's defensemen so that when Leon and Connor and their lines come out, they're going to be coming out against tired uh, defenders. That's what the Oilers need, and we've seen a little bit over the last couple games with the new players that have come up from the minors.
2: 4-3, Oilers win it in overtime. McDavid gets the winner. Fogle, Dreisaitl, and Hyman also scored. Stone had two for the Golden Knights. Kolasar had the other one, kind of a weird one, shot from the point, appeared to hit him in the back, and then... Rob thought it, then ticked off Bouchard and then bounced past Skinner. That was back uh, late in the first period. Okay, three assists tonight for Nugent Hopkins. Here he is.
6: <laughs>
7: One
6: of those games where uh, you kind of had to stick with it, you know, on the night when maybe fighting it a little bit, but, but stick with it, sticking with it. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Um, Good to get the first one, um, but yeah, I mean that's a, that's a good team over there too, and uh, I thought we played a better full 60 tonight. And um, obviously, we'd like to close it out late, but uh, you, you give that team a chance, and they're gonna they're gonna put one in. So uh, obviously, huge to come out with the two points. Just a special play there. Was
7: it
4: a fun game wow. like this?
6: Uh, can you enjoy it even though it is you know, stressful and lots on the line? Uh, yeah, no, I mean it's fun to play. Uh, play good teams I mean it's it definitely is you got to rise to the occasion and uh, this has been one of the um, hottest teams in the league so far so uh, we knew that coming in and um, <laughs> obviously we need to we need to step our game up and um, so to get the two points against that team is uh, is, is definitely big and we got to keep that uh, feeling going on the road here.
4: Connor kind of fired it up in that third period there was that spin play off the while I think everybody kind of went through
6: <sighs>
8: and then
4: yeah.
6: The goal, I mean. yeah, I mean, obviously when he when he turns it on, it's uh, it's it's fun to watch and uh, Big moments. He's he's there. So um, definitely uh, was a big one tonight to, to get that second point.
0: It was weird He fought the puck for two periods, but, like which is something we never I mean,
6: see I've Well,
0: Criticize maybe his off. version of <laughs>
6: fighting the puck, but uh, <laughs> We'd all like to, to fight it like that for sure and I uh, no, see stuck with it and um, obviously uh, you got to be confident to be able to make that play and uh, uh, obviously that didn't waver from.
2: All right yeah well McDavid a couple of moments where he didn't handle the puck as cleanly as he usually would but as Nugent Hopkins said if that's uh, fighting the puck. <laughs> <for> <laughs> McDavid still still a pretty good night had a goal and an assist as the Oilers win 4-3 in overtime. Saturday night guessing some sort of beverage is flowing at JP's place. <laughs> JP welcome to the show how
7: are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> You're damn right. There is drinks tonight, you guys. Well, listen, let's get down the brass. Now, before we get down the brass down, you guys. Hello, Reason. Hello, Ron. How are you guys? I've talked talk to you guys, and God, uh, it's been uh, each hours. How you guys been?
2: Yes, we're great, sir.
7: Birthday, birthday, birthday. Let me have a seat before I get this out. <laughs> let's get down the brass down. This team is starting to come around. This team is starting to come around a little bit. There's a few kinks, but I'll tell you right now, for the longest time, oh, Connor will do it. Hey, no problem. Sit by you guys. Hey, shh, I might not take another shift. I don't care. Connor will do it. Oh, if he comes out, oh, maybe he's a little, oh, undiddy, well, um, Leon will do it. No problem. We got our two stars. This team needs to be a collective team together, all four lines. And I'm starting to see, I'm starting to see a lot of lot of commit now so go in a little bit there yes he i'll tell you right now yes he was driving me not for three years. a lot of time love this guy he's kind of goofy funny nice guy but let's let's get down the brass. you need to pre- you need to produce and this guy is for the first time and this i think is a product of Kane prior to injury, he was in the, uh, you know, they go on the ice, he's going around, use your weight, Jesse, you're a pro, you're 6'4", almost, 200 plus, you can run people over, why are you not being more physical, and now he's more engaged, I like this, but, I'll tell you right now, I'm going to be hard on him for a second, and then I will quit this call, I'm watching Christmas film, because it's the season around the corner, the Santa Claus, the melon, I'm watching the Santa Claus, uh, I'm watching the album, i watching Home Alone, and there's a line from Home Alone. Uh, they call Evan Bouchard Combatant because he's playing very, very tight. He needs to relax a notch. He needs to calm down. But the thing with Evan Bouchard, I have All time. Right. No, not done. This guy is going to fight through, and All I right. have time for everyone. you You're me Have a good yeah, we gotta go. Hey, we got other people.
2: The, I gotta to go too. A- I Appreciate to your go. energy as always, JP. Oh, God
3: bless you. <laughs> He's watching Christmas films. I got that part. Uh, yeah, he is. Um, Home Alone. Elf. He's elf. I might. Well, my favorite's Love Actually. That's my favorite Christmas film. I watch it about 20 times every Christmas. Uh, a lot of good points by uh, JP. Uh, Bulyarvi, I think we're seeing what Yessie is probably going to be here as a third-line player. Uh, he It's funny. He imposes his will almost accidentally. Like, uh, it, almost every game now, there's someone on the opposition that comes after him after a whistle. And it happened again tonight. I can't remember which Vegas defenseman number 14 came after him tonight. That's Haig. It, it just... It's it's incidental and accidental that 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 Jesse will lean on someone or get in their way and he's a big strong physical guy that he's physical without even trying. So you throw in the fact that if he starts trying to be physical what he can do to the opposition. Uh, I don't know if he's going to be the goal scorer that everyone had hoped that he would be. Uh, I think he's going to be more a third line player and and he just got to find that role relish that role because he is and can impose himself on other players because of the size he has.
2: Led the Oilers with five hits today. Played 13:59. Oilers win 4-3 in overtime over the Golden Knights whenever Edmonton scores five or more in a game. We turn on the Japanese Village Goal Light on 630Ched.com. That would allow you to print up a coupon for a free appetizer at Edmonton's favorite Japanese steakhouse. Reserve your party today at jvedmonton.ca. We will go back to the certainty Hotline. We have Frank standing by. Hi, Frank. Go ahead
7: hey guys excellent discussion uh first game discussion as usual my question uh, or, or my comment is are we at the point now uh we're about a quarter of the way into the season where we as the coach would put it where we trust the process or the structure they have in place we know that they have work to do but you know they're getting chances uh, they're still not finishing things like that but are we trusting the process it's in place so that when we hit the playoffs, we're going to be you know, running than all cylinders, as they say.
2: Uh, my gut tells me that they can't trust the process yet because i don't think they're committed to the process enough and executing the process
3: consistently enough they're not or at pl-
2: least getting to the end result of the process they're consistently not enough. playing
3: anywhere near as well as they played last year to end the season and end no we playoffs. can't
2: talk about playoff no, time no. right now but i still but think as you referenced earlier there are too many instances of the same
3: problems cropping yep. up nightly yep and it's detail things it's things in the defensive zone it's It's work ethic uh, doing the right thing defensively Uh, Offensively, they're good and that process or whatever they have in place. It's good. Their power play is good Their penalty killing is getting better. They've changed some things up. They're much more aggressive, but they're just Defensively the mistakes they're making are big mistakes. Yes, and that they have to get out of their game when you start playing against better teams and when the games get bigger but again, we're still 60-some games away from playoff time, and this is these are the this is the time of year that you continue to push forward. You continue to show video. You continue to tinker uh, and try to become the better hockey club that you need to be come March and April. But they're not there yet. Uh, but there are things in the game they got to get rid of because uh, teams uh, it, it's a, teams are seeing it in video. Leading up to games with the Oilers, and then they're exploiting it. Yeah, that's And, a good point. and we're seeing it over and over. The coaching staff's smart. They're going to get it figured out. Yeah. And then it's just a matter yeah. of the players and, making the right decisions. Yeah,
2: and does the, the manager need to do something at some point? With, and I'm not just talking about, oh, we'll replace Kane. Okay, no, sure. no, no, But, but
3: you know, as, as the season goes along. I, if this, the- I don't believe this will be the same team. The, I, I've said, I guarantee the Oilers will be in the playoffs. I've said that right from the beginning. This will not be the same team on the first day of the playoffs. As it is right now something will change i don't know if it'll be bigger it'll be small but something will change between now and then uh, but they're getting a good look at their players and they're, in, they're seeing in these stressful games these uh, bigger games how they play who, who steps up in these games who not capable of playing against these it, by the way that vegas is playing the two teams that the others are going to have to go through in the playoffs probably my guess uh, well, actually, but now that L.A. is well, doing but, it well, but L.A. and Vegas are big, heavy teams that play a very—they uh, don't—they don't trade. It's not like playing against New Jersey or Buffalo. They play a, a much more low-event structured game. Who in those type of games uh, excels and who doesn't, and that's how you're going to figure out who uh, the, this team is going to have come season's end in their roster because they're gonna have to get through these kind of teams if they wanna move on in the playoffs.
2: All right, Oilers win it 4-3 in overtime. You can get us on the Certainty hotline, 780-496-0063. Certainty, the pro's choice for roofing, siding, drywall, insulation, and ceiling systems. Certainty pro all the way. Sir Robert is hanging on tonight. Sir Robert, go ahead.
5: Uh, Hey guys, how you doing?
1: Good. Well, and start with a uh, start with a thought on uh, uh, Matthias Janmark tonight. I thought, uh, you know, honestly, I thought. I mean, yeah, it's, all, it's only only one game that he played on a line with McDavid, but to me, I thought he was. I mean, to me, he didn't see. He didn't seem. I guess I'd use the word intimidated. He he seemed uh, seemed calm for the most part. He made some good plays. So, I mean, I think for now, the so I think for now he's good there. And then. Uh, Costin, I thought Costin looked good tonight too. It's nice to see. Uh, uh, it was nice to see him being physical and uh, uh, throwing his weight around a bit. Skinner obviously played well, big saves when we needed him, and then McDavid uh, did what McDavid does. And I'm going to quickly finish off with a uh, quick prediction tomorrow on the Grey Cup: Bombers 32, Argonauts 25.
2: All right, appreciate that, Sir Robert. 780-496-0063. Oilers win 4-3 in overtime uh, we will get to more of your calls as we move along you're also going to hear from the guy who got the game winner Connor McDavid we're live in Studio 99 it's Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.
0: Boilers Hockey
2: is brought to you
0: by Friesen Brothers this is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line here's Reid Wilkins on Oilers Radio, 6.30 chair.
1: Swept back to Jack Eichel. Looks inside. Centers tipped. Out to Petrangelo. Wind and fire. Save Skinner. Rebound swatted away from Eichel. And the Oilers break out. Yanmark has it stripped. Stevenson a shot. Save. Skinner rebound. Yanmark.
2: Well, there was a perfect example. It seemed like the Oilers had the puck. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Golden Knights got another chance. Skinner with his save of the game for Crystal Glass. Call 310glass or visit crystalglass.ca. Skinner, the winning goaltender. Oilers beat the Golden Knights 4-3 in overtime. Edmonton's record now 10-8. and The Golden Knights 14-4-1. Reed Wilkins, Rob Brown here in Studio 99. So um, we were seeing, and then we've talked about a couple of callers. I mentioned it uh Costin playing, plays 10 and a half minutes. Yanmark elevated for the time being. We'll see uh, if he's able to stay up there. I thought Fo- we should talk about Fogle. Yes. I mean, it seems like a long time ago he scored, but he's two minutes into the game. He got the goal. His third, he played 15-17. He's, he's doing okay on that line.
3: He is, and what a, a difference uh, a few weeks make uh, for a player. Uh, Fogle, more or less a, a, a role player, getting seven, eight minutes a night. Janmark, not here. He's playing in the minors. Uh, now, a couple weeks later, an injury here, injury there. Some people struggling, uh, both playing in the top six for the Edmonton. I playing with Connor and Leon. And Fogel's been good. He. he we, we've talked before, when you're sitting on the bench playing seven minutes, it's hard to be effective in an energy type of role because it's, uh, your legs seize when you sit for long periods of time. He all of a sudden got put on the penalty kill. When he's on the penalty kill, got a little more ice time. And you got to skate, and you got to skate. And all of a sudden, when you get out on a five-on-five shift, you're a bit more effective. He was so effective that the coaching staff says, "You know what? No one else in the top six on the on the wing is doing what we need them to do. We're going to give you a chance." And Fogel goes out and, and plays well, and he he understands his role playing with Leon. He gets pucks in deep. He, he He's physical in the offensive end. He's good on the forecheck. He gets Lee on the puck at the right moment. And when the puck is in the offensive zone, he goes to the right spot, and that's in front of the net. On the goal, he scored just hanging out in the blue paint and puck comes to him finds the back of the net he's been very good in that role now i don't know if he's going to be there the Once entire season but he's taking career. full advantage of the opportunity he's been given and deserves education. what he's getting right now dylan holloway
2: again not a lot of ice time for him uh, played four minutes and 40 seconds and we were talking about before the game if there's going to be some sort of a change coming there especially now that benson's healthy
3: uh, probably because Benson playing four minutes doesn't bother you as much as Dylan Holloway playing four minutes. And then I just feel for this kid because it seems like every time he tries to do something on the ice, it turns out bad. Tonight, he tries to get in on a guy to take, separate him from the puck. He takes a penalty. And when you're a fourth-line guy, uh taking penalties does not get you extra shifts does not get you on this dylan holloway is going to be a good hockey player in the national hockey league he's got uh, you know incredible speed he thinks well with the puck he understands the game Uh, he just needs the opportunity and right now guys ahead of him are playing better than him so yeah i do believe that he will be it, it makes no sense for him to sit up here and play five six minutes a night it just doesn't not at this point of his career
2: All right, Oilers win 4-3 in overtime. We have Jesse on the Certainty hotline. Jesse, thanks for calling. Go ahead.
1: Hello, can you hear me? Yes. Hi. So my question is, is we signed um, Jack Campbell Mm -hmm. to a five-year contract. Um, If we didn't do that, do you think Stuart Skinner would have the confidence that he has right now to be playing the way he is right now?
3: Yeah, I do, I think he does. I think that's just the way Stuart Skinner's made. I don't think- You do, eh? Yeah, I do, I don't, I don't think it matters to him, because uh, normally if a, a guy would be thinking, all right, we got this other guy, I'm gonna be the backup for five years, and you might get a little down on yourself. He's just gone in every time he's played, he's played well. I, I don't, I, and I don't know him well, but just the way he carries him, I don't think find him to be cocky, but I do find him to be confident. And he believes in himself uh, and yeah I I think no matter if they could have Mike Smith here they could have uh, Mark andre Fleury they could have anyone I think what you're seeing from, from from Skinner is is who he is and I don't think it anything around him affects him I think he believes in himself and right now uh, good on him because all the team the coaching staff and all the fans right now believe in him as well
2: yeah well and if the others had a backup goalie who was the 40th best goalie in the league which is an okay backup they, yep. they wouldn't have the record that they have they wouldn't have won a game with their backup probably
3: no you're, you're right so uh, skinner, Skinner's skinner been excellent and uh, he deserved this start tonight uh, and it was a big game and that's and that says a lot for the coaching staff putting him in and this was a big game against a very good hockey club to before a, a tough road trip the Oilers wanted to win this game And the coaching staff said the best chance for us to win this hockey game is by playing Stuart Skinner tonight. And they were proven right.
1: And thank you, I was just asking that because you look at, if you look at last year, they wouldn't assign Campbell if they really truly believed he would have, he could be the number one guy. But they bring in Campbell and then I wonder if he's like, Skinner's like, okay, I'm gonna be number two. I'm just gonna be myself. I'm gonna go out there and play, do my thing and not realizing also oh, now hey i'm the number one guy
2: yeah I, I i don't know about that though because they needed two goalies right i mean they were going to sign somebody whether it was campbell who are the three that were talking about campbell or kemper or getting used to those rights yeah and, and signing someone like that so uh, i i get it they they went and and, and got a, a a guy who'd been a number one for the last couple of years and paid him like a number one but i don't think skinner ever thought okay i'm off the hook for having to play well or not, you know well, what I mean. Skinner,
3: Skinner wants to play every he, game, yeah. just like every goal Yeah, does. he
2: Skinner hasn't come in, and most goalies will say this, you know, I did that interview with Dubnik a couple of weeks ago, he, like 20 shots or 60 shots, you got to stop 20 yep. starts or 60 starts, you're supposed to give your team a chance to win.
3: You know what I will say for, for uh, sorry, and I forgot the caller's name. Which Jesse. Is, Jesse, so what I will say about what you, you asked there, Jesse, the fact that Campbell and from everything that I have heard from everybody that's talked about him. Campbell's supposed to be an incredible guy. Yeah. That will make a difference for a young goalie coming up. If the guy that you're sharing the crease with is a guy that you like, and get along with that goes a long way in your success as well because you feel good being able to talk about things with him come back to the bench you cheer him on he cheers you on that's huge for a young goalie so i do believe that having campbell here for that aspect certainly is helping Stuart skinner
2: well and when Cam- and campbell spoke today even though he yep. wasn't starting just about what he's been working on this week and the first thing he said
3: was well first of all credit to
2: skinner for how well he's playing
3: yep and and, and that's huge as a teammate because A team is a team but there's also this sub team of the two goalies right and because they're 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 so completely different from the rest of the team and they're so vitally important to the to the team's success but there's always going to be a a bit of a competition between them because they both want to play and especially when you're not it's not like where you have a number one that's playing 70 games, and the other guy knows I'm playing 12 games this year just to let him rest. Right. Skinner knew that he was going to get games this year. He knew at the very least he was going to get probably 30 games. So he came in here, and but he's now got this running mate with him that they can, it, they sit, they can sit on the bus, they can sit on the plane, they can talk to each other. He can pick his brain. Okay, what did you feel? How did you see this guy? What? And it means a lot when you've got a guy that you like that's been around that is. They're both secure in who they are. Campbell's got a five-year deal. He's not worried. Skinner has played really, really well. He, he knows he's going to be here. This is a guy that they brought up through the minors. They want him as part of this organization. So they're both very secure with their spots here on the team, and they get along. So I do believe that does help Skinner because they've got, he's got a veteran guy that you'd like and want, around, want to be around.
2: So the Oilers went 4-3 in overtime. They play the Devils on Monday. The Devils have won 12 straight. They ring up the Senators 5-1 today as we update the Edmonton Trailers scoreboard. Looking for parts, service, rentals, or new and used semi-trailers, head to edmontontrailer.com. Rangers beat the Sharks 2-1. The Flames won 5-4 in a shootout against the Panthers. Maple Leafs knock off the Sabres 5-2. The Canadians tied it with like two seconds left.
3: I watched that one. It was pretty exciting.
2: Caulfield, big shot. And then beat the Flyers 5-4 Five four, in a shootout. Avalanche over the Capitals four 0 Boston sixteen and two. Six one win over Chicago. Penguins three nothing over the Jets.
3: Isn't it amazing though how good the Boston Bruins been for so yeah, long? I, I didn't think they'd be. No, it, I, mean, I thought
2: this might be the year they drop out of the playoffs.
3: Well, this honestly, was, they weren't sure. That's why I shouldn't make predictions. Yeah. They weren't sure if Bergeron was going to come back and play this year. And Marshawn, he's getting older. And they, they had to get a new coach in there. And there they are sitting at the top of the National Hockey League. They, their star players are great hockey players.
2: Now, I did pick Detroit to move into the playoffs this year. They're 9 5 and 4, they're, 6 1 over Columbus.
3: And they're doing that. And Bertuzzi, their star player, hasn't been as good as he normally is. So they're actually going to get better.
2: St. Louis is now 9 and 8. They beat the Ducks 6-2. So
3: nine 8s a pretty good record when you've had an eight-game losing had an eight streak. <laughs> That's a good
2: point. They are, uh, yeah, they're interesting to follow. I was gonna say fun to follow. They're more interesting to follow. But uh,
3: the games that we saw them play, they're good. It's it's shocking that they lost eight straight games. But this is a team that won a Stanley Cup after at one point being the worst team in the national hockey league
2: wild over the hurricanes 2-1 in overtime stars beat the islanders 5-2 the Oilers will see the islanders on wednesday lightning over the predators 3-2 in overtime stamp coast got the winner kraken are now 10-5 and 3 overtime win over the kings that's Everly the winner
3: that's not a record i would have expected shocked that the kraken are as good as they are this year good for them
2: oilers Farm team uh, beaten 5-2. Wranglers over Condors in that one. Oil Kings win 4-2 in Lethbridge. They got a two-game winning streak. Golden Bears beat UBC 9-1 after losing last night. They lost to UBC last night? 5-3, yep. They're the same team they beat 9-1 the next night. Correct. And I think it was 5 nothing in that game. And they came back. And I think they scored the first seven goals tonight, or at least, or something. Well, so
3: they they played a the little world.
2: guilty tonight, perhaps. Okay, seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. You're also going to hear from Connor McDavid. Oilers beat the Golden Knights four three in overtime. It was a good one. This is Heartland Ford overtime open line.
0: Live Oilers Hockey is brought to you by Friesen Brothers. This is the Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line. Here's Reed Wilkins on Oilers Radio,
1: 630 Chad. Nurse reloading. McDavid breaks around Petrangelo to the net for the win. Scores. Connor McDavid high glove on Aiden Hill. And Edmonton prevails. For- Time. That's the minute 17 into the shift.
2: McDavid, the three-on-three three overtime winner. Oilers four, Golden Knights three. Is your final back down to the dressing room? Here's number 97.
4: Being like a night where you kind of had to stick with it a little bit, kind of push through some, some early stuff.
8: eh? Uh, personally, yeah. Personally, yeah. It was uh, it was ugly right from the start for me. Uh, I fought the puck all night and changed sticks a couple times and dropped my stick lost my mouth guard a bunch of times it was (laughs) it was ugly but uh you know obviously sticking with it and um find a way to contribute to a game when you're when you're going through how you kind of like what's what's happening or or, that doesn't happen to you like almost never basically that happens it happens to everybody you know it's uh something that you go through and uh you know like i said i was fighting the puck all night. couple of terrible plays and you know was just trying to be just trying to be on the right side of the puck uh, right side of the puck all night and not give up anything defensively and you know pitch in when I when I could and you know uh, make it count when uh, when you got your chance.
0: And then it changes in the third you came out the very first shift uh, confident had a chance second shift sent Janmark in alone you went in alone
4: it's like you, whatever you had to solve you managed to solve it. <laughs> but uh, yeah. it go from bad to good so quick
8: yeah yeah it's uh i'm not quite sure but um you know these nights happen i, I look back at uh maybe a game in, against new york last year and we scored that goal i was kind of bad all night again and, and fighting it and um, you know there's there's nights like that where you just don't have it and you know tonight was that night for me and um you know the boys did a great job of playing and uh you know given us a, a chance, and you know, I was just trying to uh, contribute when I got my chance. First uh, overtime game, not that you wanted to be there, especially because you had the lead, but what was it like to three on three and you and Leon and Darnell and just what turned out to be the winning? Game? Yeah, it's always fun. You know, It's always fun to be out there with those two guys in overtime when when it matters the most. Um, you know, It's uh, um, something that we like to do, and you know, we probably extended ourselves a little bit too long, but um, like I said, we, we made a count.
6: So this is the
4: game that you're looking for. You're playing a good team, you stick with it, tough, hard, one goal game all the way
8: through. Would the job now be to try to come up with this effort on a little more consistent basis, it's, it's consistency. It's consistency. We've kind of been up and down and riding the roller coaster, and um, it's something that you just can't do on a nightly basis in this league. Um, you got to find ways to, to have it every night and, and when you don't win with your B and C game. So, um, you know, obviously a big road trip for us in New York and uh, playing a couple teams that are, are red hot and a um, you know, good chance for us to uh, to build some momentum on this trip. Does
4: this feel like kind of a road effort tonight? Like- Way
1: that you guys have played on the road Did you feel like you
8: were bringing that <laughs> yeah you know we've had success on the road and, and haven't found it yet at home um, you know so I thought we played a, a, a gritty sound game and um, just gave ourselves a chance um, you know that was kind of it um, they're a good team they've been playing really well and um, you know we knew they were, I think they've scored the most goals around the league so they're an offensive powerhouse and um, just trying to kind of maintain and and uh, and and you know make our chance count when we got it
2: Connor McDavid gets the winner tonight as the Oilers improved to 10-8 with a 4-3 overtime decision against the Vegas Golden Knights. Get more on this game, more on the team at globalnews.ca or 630 Ched. Dot com. The Oilers' next game broadcast here on 630 Chet is going to be Monday, faceoff show at 3.30. The puck will drop at 5, and of course, Bob Stoffer will have Oilers now from noon to 2. Oilers Hockey is presented by Friesen Brothers. Big thanks to Angie Quinnell, our studio producer this evening, and to Troy Bowler, our game-day engineer here at Rogers Place. We have been live in Studio 99. On behalf of Rob Brown, I'm Reed Wilkins. Thanks for listening to Heartland Ford Overtime Open Line.